Yo. <laughs> Check it out. Thanks again for checking out another edition of the 12 Kyle Podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Then again, you should know that by now. <laughs> if you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. You can find a podcast just about anywhere. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, Overcast FM, Pocket Cast, Google Play. You know you can catch me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and the Twitter. So there's no reason not to subscribe to this podcast. All right, so check it. We're going to do something a little different today. As many of you know, we've been talking about albums that are turning 20 years old. And today is no different. We're going to break down The Roots. Illadelph Half-Life that dropped in 1996. But the twist, I got a homie in here with me today. My man BZ430 from Dead End Sports and Dead End Hip Hop. So you don't want to miss this. Pull up a chair, pass the word, kick back and listen to the podcast. We're going to drop the theme music. Then we're going to get it started. Let's go. back to the show. Thanks again for checking out another edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. Uh, this week right here, man, we're going to do something a little different. Uh, as many of you know, what we've been doing on the 12 Kyle podcast is featuring and talking about uh, some of the best albums uh, from 1996, some of the best hip hop albums from 1996 uh, that are turning 20 years old. Uh, on September 23rd, two, excuse me, I was about to say 2000. 24. <laughs> 24, 24. I'm sorry. September 24th, um, 1996, The Roots dropped Illadelph Half Life. And uh, today we're going to talk about it, man. And the voice that you heard uh, is my man. He's coming through, going to talk about it with me today. Uh, many of you know him. Some of you don't know him. My man, BZ430 from Dead and Hip Hop. BZ, what up, though? What up, though? What's good? Brother chilling, Kyle. Man. Chilling, man. What's chilling. Up? It's been a long time coming, man. I know. I know, man. I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to get into this. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. So we want to thank everybody for checking it out. Uh, matter of fact, you passed the word. Uh, many of many platforms, and I'll give it to you again at the end of the podcast is where you can catch uh, this podcast at and subscribe. Um, so let's get right to it, man. Like I said, September 24th, 1996. That seems like so long ago, man. I guess mm. let's, let's start from the beginning, man. When... When were you first exposed to the Roots? Not necessarily this album, because obviously, as many people know, this was the Roots' third studio album. But uh, you know, some people came to the Roots a little later. Some people came a little earlier. When do you remember when you first were exposed to the Roots? Man, I remember I was um, I was playing in this uh, basketball tournament, um, and I remember one of my teammates, one of the older guys, no, his cousin. Mm-hmm. One of my teammates was an older dude. He was like, at the time, because I was I was 14, what, 14, 15 at the time. He was like 19, 20. Okay. So he was uh um 
Well, no, I take that back. I was like 12. Yeah, I was like 12 or 13. So he was, I was, he was like, I was like, man, what he listen to? Because his head was bobbing really hard. He was like, yo, man, check this out. So he was listening to Roots or, or, Organic. He was listening to that 12 minute posse cut joint. Right. So I was like, yo, I said, yo, who is these dudes or whatever? You know, mind you, this is 93. Mm-hmm. So I, I was stuck in the tribe, Midnight Marauders, and into the Wu Tang, you know, shows and mistress. Like, I was, I was like into all that at the moment. You know what I'm saying? Snoop, Dre. So when he played that, I was like, yo, who is these cats? He's like, yeah, man, they called the Roots, man. Like, yeah, I'm like, I love that little, that live band feeling that they got. And, like, you know, and they had so many MCs on that organic joint, man. I, and Black Thought and, Mal- and Malik B was like the guys that like stood out throughout on that group. And mm-hmm. that's how I got turned on to them, man. 93, organic, man. Like that. Then they had Do You Want More, which I think um, that's when I think some of the more casual fans kind of got introduced to the roots was Do You Want More? Because that was kind of like, that's when I started seeing videos for Proceed mm-hmm. all that stuff. So it was like, that's when they really got out there with Do You Want More? And I think they had, a, I think they had, what's that label back then, Griffin, that was backing them on that second album. So, right. Yeah, Do You Want More was a lot of people's introduction. And, you know, it was funny, just a quick, <laughs> a lot of people don't notice. Well, I know they notice now, but like, if you notice on a lot of their roots albums, if you look at organic, you got the uh, tracks how they number in regular order from like what one to seventeen. Mm-hmm. Then when you get to do you want more, it goes from eighteen to track like, and it just indicates all the numbers of tracks that they recorded. Exactly. And, it, it, and it still does it on all their albums, all the way up to now. They still have it. You will see tracks ninety six through whatever. Like it's it's crazy, man. But yeah, um, that's when I got introduced to them. Man, it was ninety three organic. They, that was the actually their first album. And old head was playing it, man. And I was, <laughs> yo, I got a, I got hooked. And then, do you want more? And then, when they came out with this third album, it was the Half Life, man. That that shit freaking blew my mind. But okay, you can go ahead to your story. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. I can go I, on I, and on about I, the roots, man. man I, much like you, I was the same way. I, I actually was exposed to the roots later, and I and I had to go back to Organics and back to Do You Want More. Illidel Half Life was actually the first album that I heard. My cousin played it for me, and the first song he oh. played was clones and i'm like yo what is this and i like it was something that i'd never heard before and being a hip-hop head i was almost kind of embarrassed because like i had never heard he was like yo you never heard my cousin he he lived up north so he was like yo yo you never heard of the roots it's like oh should i (laughs) i was like nah and i was in college at the time at south carolina state university so you know the the, the great part about and I always say the great thing about college is a lot of times is that you get exposed to so much music and you get exposed to music not, that's always that sometimes isn't necessarily from the area that you're from. Um, and I was I, at least I at the at that particular time, I thought I was up on Philly music or whatever like that, but I wasn't. And um, yeah, the, the first song I heard was uh, Clones and then he played the whole album for me. And I remember that was like the summer of 96. And um, Clones was, I think Clones had been released as a single. I remember yeah, seeing that. Yeah, that was a single. That, mm-hmm. that, was, that was the first single for Illidale Half. And then I bought the album. And then subsequently I went back and got Do You Want More and Organic. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was crazy, man, because I was just, the, like you said, the instrumentation and everything. I just, that was my first introduction. I was like, okay, this is a band. And, you know, at that particular time, we didn't really see a lot of bands in hip hop. And especially, you know, cats who could actually rhyme, man. So it was it, it was a great introduction, man. And, and so every time, it, and it's funny because every time I talk to my cousin, 
we always talk about that. I said, man, you you the first cat to put me onto the roots. In fact, so I'm a, he's definitely gonna be smiling when he uh, when he hears this podcast. Man, shout out to my cousin Ben uh, for putting me up on the roots. Um, so now let me go back. Do you remember where you were the first time that you heard Illadelph Half Life? Man, in my room, like I got the CD. <laughs> I remember when the album came out. This is when I used to go to the mall because I think at this point I was like maybe two years in of having a CD player. Okay. So we wasn't that rich, you know. what I mean, I didn't get a, I didn't own my first CD player to '94. So, but um, yeah, uh, had my had my little boombox CD player that, and I had I had a cheap one. I had to kind of like if you, if you sneezed on it, it was gonna skip. So you had to be very delicate. I didn't have a shock resistant CD player yet. Right. So, but yeah, I, I I went I went to the mall, man. I, I went to the mall because usually whenever music stuff come out. I always go to the mall or go to like a local uh, CD shop or whatever and buy the CD. I was waiting to get it. I got it. Went home and just closed my room and just like, man, I was just like, I was all up in this joint, man. Like just listening, listening, listening. Play it right back again. Listen to it again. My, my mother like, turn on the music. Oh, you know, my dad was like, okay, y'all keep playing, keep, you keep, you keep playing it over and over again. And I was just like, oh, dad. And I, I'm showing my dad like this, this, that, and da, da, da. And they got this jazz artist, you heard him? And da, 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 da. So yeah, I was in my room. I, I got the CD, came back. I was in my room. I was listening to the CD like crazy. And I, I bumped that thing religiously. Like, like, and it was crazy because this is such a good, a good point in hip hop where, you know, I'm already listening to Reasonable Doubt. Yeah, um, it was written that already came out. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, AT Aliens that came yep, out. So score, it was just like, uh, stakes yeah. All of that came out that yeah, summer. <laughs> all that. So it was just like all these albums, you know, the Tupac All Lies on Me. It was like all these albums that we was consuming, UGK. And then like mm-hmm. this album was just, man, this blew my mind. So yeah, I was in my room just with my boombox, just listening to this album on repeat, on repeat. A good straight three hours straight, man. I just kept repeating it, kept repeating it. Yeah, same here, man. I, I I was like I said, I was in college, much like you. I remember going to the mall and actually buying the album because uh, for those of you listening, there was no internet in 1996. <laughs> so uh, there was this thing called the World Wide Web, but it was just starting to come around, and people really weren't up on music like that. So you got your music from you know you you bought it. You know that was like the thing to do was to buy music and like especially like where we were. It was real. It was always dope to buy the music, you know, the first week that it came out, because, you knew, if nothing else, we were kind of up on the fact that we knew that you know, a lot of hip hop sales, album sales and promotion, that stuff was measured by that. So if you bought people's album, I mean, not only do you, you get it the first week that it's out, but it's all, it also tells you how good or how bad an album is if you go out and get it the first week and the first week sales are through the roof. Um, yeah, I remember going to the mall, man, getting out of class and getting the album because uh, I knew ahead of time that the album was coming out. So it was, uh, I just remember listening to it and like, I, I had this thing where if I was listening to an album for the first time, I didn't want to be interrupted. So I remember, I distinctly remember listening, coming back to the dorm, listening to it in my room and one of my teammates came in and he was like, yo man, we going to such and such party, blah, blah. I was like, yo, yo, chill, chill, chill. I got to hear this album. <laughs> so that my boys was like, they were going to a party. And I was like, nah, I, I need to, cause I started listening to it. And I was like, maybe three or four tracks in it. And I was like engulfed into the album. So I didn't want to, so I, so that particular day, I didn't even go to a party that night. I was like, nah, I'm gonna sit here and listen to it out. And I listened to it and listened to it again and again. And um, I just fell in love with it, man. But that's the, that was the first time that I heard Illadelph Half-Life, man, blew my mind. Um, 
What, was I gonna, what else I was going to ask you? Um, oh, now, this album, like you mentioned, Malik B, another, uh, obviously, uh, MC featured throughout the roots. Um, Malik B has been, he's been in and out of the group, you know, as, particularly as they uh, move forward. Uh, Illadelph Half-Life was the last album that prominently featured Malik B on, on multiple tracks. I, I think he did like a couple more tracks here and there. Um, I don't think we've heard Malik B on it. And I, to be honest, I don't even know if Malik B is still rhyming. I hope he is. I know there were some rumors that he was dealing with substance abuse or what have you. Um, but this was the last album that prominently featured him on multiple tracks. What do you think his, the role he played on this album was? Oh, it was a great role because I remember... I remember debating cats how they were saying on they felt on do you want more like Malik B was actually slightly outshining Black Thought mm -hmm. on do you want more which is their second album so coming to this album you know guys I used to kind of debate with about you know who came better you know who was who was who was doper on the mic on certain songs you know that this was like their last time to shine because like you said yeah you know things fall apart you don't have Malik B sprinkled through here and there. A game theory you had them sprinkled here and there yeah, and it was some albums you don't have them at all so mm -hmm. yeah it was just interesting man i i think he played a, a great role in in the come up of, of roots i thought he was i think he was a great i think him and black thought complement each other so well mm -hmm. you know it wasn't those type of things where you would kind of be like you know where if it's a two group or a three group and you knew who was like the the, the go-to guy like in, in the fujis you knew lauren hill was the dopest mc no it question. was like no if and what's about it you know what I'm saying? You know, Outkast, you know, you, you knew Andre 3000 was like that dude. Not no disrespect to Big Boy, though. But with this one, I think Malik B was, it was one of those, well, one of those MCs or situations where he was on, on certain, certain songs sometimes, he was just on par with Black Thought, which is amazing in itself, because Black Thought is like my top five, like ever. So for him to be like on par with Black Thought on a lot of, on a lot of tracks leading up to this album, I think that shows you how much of how much he meant to the group and how well he, him and Black Thought played off each other. Yeah, I agree 100%, man. I think um, his role, man, he was... He wasn't necessarily there to be a complimentary piece to, to, the, to, the, to the collective, but I think the way that they both played off of each other, and even if you go back and listen to, you know, some of their earlier uh, works on, on earlier albums, sometimes, I mean, like, if you listen to the roots long enough, you, you could tell, you didn't necessarily have to say, okay, well, this is Black Thought's voice, this is Malik B's voice, but Malik B just, he just had a, a different type of sound, uh, his rhymes a little bit more grittier and grimy, even though Black Thought came with it as well, um, but I think, man, they had a really, really unique balance, um, and I think that's, I don't want to say that's something that's missing from the roots because I think I love all of their projects for different reasons. And um, but I, I really that on, you know, the subsequent albums that they did. But I thought in this particular album, man, I thought he was incredible. I thought his what he brought to the table helped balance the album out. And even on, you know, a couple of tracks where he did where he wasn't on here, you heard Dice Raw. And I, th I just think like the collective as a crew. I mean, this album was was so well put together, man. That the piece of the puzzle that was Malik B, I think, is 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 definitely needed on this album, and I think it helped take the album to the to the next level. Um, now, as far as production, man, I, I know, and many of you know who are listening, uh, my man BZ here is a producer, so I'm very very uh, interested to get your mind, uh, get get your take on uh, what you think about the production of this album. All right, cool. So, for those that don't know, if 
if if Illidale Half-Life was your introduction, just like yourself, Kyle, mm-hmm. this this album was actually the introduction to them using programmed drums, not live drums like Do You Want More and um, Organics. And what I mean by programmed drums is like drums from a beat machine, MPC, uh, SB1200, you know, whatever that, whatever is, you know, was popular, most popular drum machines back then, which is more likely an MPC. But they were using, they integrated pro, um, programmed drums in their production. So if you listen to you know, do you want more organic? It definitely had that live, like they had a literally a drum set in the in the studio. You know, trying to get their per- percussions and everything. Whereas in this one, they didn't they didn't really have that for most of their album, like they did their previous albums. Because this was a definitely compared to their first two albums on the production side, this was definitely a grittier, grimier album compared to the do you want more and organic. Because do you want more? You can definitely you can tell by the singles just by if you listen to proceed and then compared to clones you can tell is that you can tell the tone was a lot different with this album compared to do you want more in organic so yeah production wise they definitely integrated a lot of program drums in there with the exception of one shine which is the um, jazz track that the uh, official like jazz track on the album um other than that yeah that and do you want i mean what they do um, featuring Raphael the deep mm-hmm. other one that's that has some you know live some live instrumentation but other than that the rest of this album woo, is just all, all just straight up production that's focused on nothing but bars bars and bars and i think that was the question that they were going on with this they, they wanted to get away from the happy yo we can rhyme have fun and be happy with it but yo this is going to be this is going to be the album that's going to set us apart from the rest definitely I, I agree totally and you know what looking back uh i think when i went back to look at some things when you look at some of the reviews of people that, you know, uh, maybe the Source or Rolling Stone had when it came to comparing Illadelph Half-Life and Do You Want More, um, that was actually mentioned, you know, as far as the production. And I don't think it was necessarily a knock, but <laughs> they went from, like you said, a, a very smoothed out, mellow, jazzier sound. And this this album does feature some jazz and some live instrumentation, but for the most part, it's, it's programmed drum machines and it has a but it still has just as strong if not a stronger hip-hop feel man i love the production on this album um i think one of the things that was really unique and and stood out to me particularly at that particular time was that you know you didn't really have any songs that sound anything close to similar you know and that that was kind of rare in hip-hop at the time because a lot of acts were you know they might have once let's say if you get i don't know uh uh, Swiss Beats beat, you know, if Swiss Beats does three of your tracks on your album, you know, two of those tracks might sound similar, not necessarily the same, but similar as far as the bass lines and the okay. high horns or, or things that, you know, Swiss Beats is known for. Um, but I thought that was one thing that really stood out to me was that the production on this album, like you said, other than One Shine, which is, One Shine is, I mean, the roots don't even, <laughs> don't even rap on that. On that. I mean, oh. this is a straight uh, Joshua and Cassandra Wilson mm-hmm. all yep. through that exactly man. all through it so um, so I thought that was I thought that was very very key um, now let's get to the tracks man I mean this album well you know what let me back up as far as production obviously you had this was more of a self-contained album um, not really any outside producers per se uh, like you said a lot of live instrumentation from you know the actual members to you know features that they have, features like Dice Raw, who's a part of the Roots crew, Bahamadia, 
dope uh, MC out of Philly. Uh, Raphael Sadiq, as you mentioned, B from um, from uh, uh, Tony 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 um, to Common to D'Angelo, Q-Tip, Joshua Redman, as we mentioned, Cassandra Wilson, uh, Ursula Rucker, uh, who appears on the next to the last track. Phenomenal spoken word poet. Um, the great Bob Power mixed it down. Uh, you had Rozell, uh, the human beatbox, and my man Scratch, you know, two members of the crew as well. So production-wise, I mean, they had help on this album, but it still was, still came off as incredible, man. And um, I was telling just somebody just yesterday about, you know, they were talking about Scott Storch. And I, I mentioned about Scott Storch, who actually got started with The Roots. I mean, a lot of people remember Scott Storch for, you know, him making these incredible hits. But his start was as a member of The Roots crew. Yep. Um, and then you had obviously the intro with Cornell West and, um, and you had uh, Chuck D in, in there as well. So they had a lot of different, a lot of different elements as far as, you know, just the sound that, that brought it all together. Um, now, as far as the tracks, as I mentioned, you start off with the intro. Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> I could, we really could spend the whole podcast just talking about these tracks. I'll just run them down. The intro, then you had Respond React. Uh, which was incredible. Uh, Section, a banger. Uh, Panic was the fourth track. Then you had It Don't Stop. Uh, sixth track was uh, Episodes with my man Dice Raw. Um, the seventh track was the banger, uh, Push Up Your Lighter with uh, Bahamadia. Uh, the list goes on and on. I'm not going to read through the track. Everybody knows the track listing. But I guess the question I have for you is, is there any track? What, what was your favorite tracks on the album? If, if people said, someone said, you'll be... Tell me, you know, your favorite tracks on this none, album. None, none, man. This this album was so freaking flawless to me. Like, I, 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 I literally do not have a favorite track. Really? Even, even seriously, even back then, when I li- first initially listened to the album, I was so blown away how I just didn't want to touch nothing. I just listened to every every single track. It was just kind of like a, oh my god, like oh, and this it's crazy because I. I swear to God, I still play this album at least once or twice a month. At least. I still play I still go back to this album, listen to this album. I mean, if anybody don't know, this is clearly my favorite Roots album. Not not no disrespect to the rest of the albums. They cause the Roots have made some phenomenal albums, even besides this one. But this is clearly my favorite album. But yeah, I literally do not have a favorite track. Like, I mean, a no great pretender. That's the uh joint with Mad Lake B by himself. You got no alibi. You got just don't stop. You got episodes where it got like one of my favorite black thought verses. I um, mean, and just don't stop got one of my favorite black thought verses. I mean, respond, react. How him and Malik B was just killing them. I mean, it's so many. I mean, him and Common clones. I mean, it's, it's. I don't have a favorite track, Kyle. I really don't. This this album was freaking flawless to me. Even One Shine was dope as hell. The jazz track, the joint with Q Tip Idol, joint um, the Universal dope as hell. I mean, Hypnotic with D'Angelo was just crazy because this was when D'Angelo was like tearing the scene up with Brown Sugar and then for them to feature him and they, ah, it was just perfect, man. The way it was blended in was so perfect. Every track on here was phenomenal for me. Uh, uh, Concerto of Desperado, Black Thought was freaking amazing on that. That that was another one where it was like, this dude is top five. I don't care what nobody say. I don't care. Fuck your opinions. But, um, yeah, I don't have a favorite track, Kyle. I really don't, man. Like, this album is just so flawless to me. It's so damn flawless. Hello? Kyle! 
Okay, yeah, I'm 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 with you. I'm with you. Uh, <laughs> I I I couldn't agree more. I'm surprised, really, that uh, that you didn't have any favorite because it's like, but I, but I understand totally where you're coming from. Because I, I mean, I can name one, and then you could throw another one out, and I'd be like, oh damn, I love that one too. <laughs> then you gonna throw right, another right. one out, I'm gonna be like, damn, I love that one too. So yeah, right, yeah, so, I I think um like for me, if I it's hard man because like i could say i could say like give an example like i could say clones because that was the first time that i heard um so that so clones has a special it means something to me because it's the first it was my my introduction like the first time that i ever heard any group song ever had no idea who these guys were where they were from i just know that they sounded incredible um the story that he told on Hypnotic is probably made one of my favorites, but it's but like you, it's hard to pick like a favorite. Like normally, and you know, B, I'll do you one better. You say you listen to this album twice a month. I listen to this album every week, no lie. Every okay. Friday, every Friday when I'm chilling at work, I put this album on. This is one of the few albums that's just in my Friday, what I call my Friday rotation, and this album. This that is, just lets you know the importance of an album. Exactly. How, like, man, like, goodness gracious, dude. And I, I yeah, I, I feel you. Like, this album is freaking amazing, man. Damn. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, from what they do, Concerto of a Desperado, Clones. I mean, when, I, name, when, when Kyle, everything, name it. Everything. <laughs> you cannot have a favorite track on this yeah. album. I cannot have a favorite track on this album, man. It's like, I can't. I can't. I, I, the only reason why I say, like, I would say, um, the hypnotic is because I'm a huge D'Angelo fan, and I love the. And then the, when they did the remix, that was even even more incredible. Yep. Um, yep. But just the story that he that Black Thought told on this, but it, it's hard to pick just one because, like you said, I have different songs for different reasons, and then it's like when I listen to it, there's no, like I listen to it all the way through. This is, you know, this album as as many of the '96 albums that we talked about on the Twelve Cop Podcast. Uh, these albums are albums that you know these albums are albums that you can literally listen to all the way through and there's no you know no skips or whatever um i like how common comes off on you and i versus roar when he says rappers get on the mic talking about claws and clothes clothes sounded like hoes i mean like that was you know and then when you go to black thoughts verse on um what they do uh the principles of true hip-hop have been forsaken it's all contractual and about money making. I mean, that's today. <laughs> yeah, it that, is. That's going on right now, and I think this group is ahead of its time. So, I, so I'm surprised, but what you, what your, 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 what you said actually makes sense. I get. I now I see why you don't have a favorite. So I take it that there are no tracks that you dislike on this album. <laughs> oh, nothing. I dislike. I dislike nothing on this. Album, Same, man. Man. I, I, even just from the little interludes man when it was you know like you know quest love versus dave and and and, and you know uh what's the, what's my man name you said human beatbox um, um Ra, uh, Razel versus scratch Razel, yeah yeah you know what i'm saying dave versus us like even because you you got so many different ele- you you got so many elements from dj scratching beatboxing everything on this album like you got all that wrapped into one all the elements of hip-hop pretty much 
pray except for graffiti because we couldn't see it. But like right. we got all the elements of hip hop roll up in this album, mm-hmm. including with a touch of some jazz in here. Like you said, spoken word, and then we got jazz with one shine. It was just dope, man. This album, yeah, I don't have a track I didn't like. No, yeah, no same fine. here. Same here. There's there's nothing on this album that I dislike. I think you know, and and really, if you look at it, they really put this album get together very well. Um, from top to bottom, everything kind of flows. And even if you, like I said, even at the Ursula Rucker joint at the end, uh, the Adventures in Wonderland, you listen, when you break it down and you really, really listen to what it is that she's talking about, she, I mean, like, ain't it some heavy stuff? It's deep, man. She, and I love Ursula Rucker. Um, and uh, like I said, One Shine is just, it just takes me back, man. It's One Shine, you could just put on and just jump in the car and just ride. Um, I like I said, I love this album top to bottom. Um, so I tell you what, let's take a quick commercial break. We're gonna hear hear from Black Thought real quick, get his thoughts on uh, on Philadelphia Half Life, and then when we come back on the other side, man, I'm gonna gonna, gonna pick Beezy's brain real quick. Uh, let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back in a second. He and I, we met at the High School for Creative and Performing Arts, but I only went there for two years, and then I, they kicked me out of the school because of an attendance issue that I had because I had a job. I was I worked the Pizzeria Uno, washing dishes. They were closed at 2. I would have to stay until 3 doing dishes. We had to be in school at 7.45. So if you're later than five minutes for your first period class, then you have to miss that class. Um, I went to summer school that summer, you know, back in my neighborhood, which, you know, I was, I was no longer at the magnet school. Now I'm with the people, you know, from the neighborhood that's really, really terrible. And we're in the same school where it's terrible and people get shot at their locker. You know, this is where I went, you know, to school. I would kind of cut summer school and then go and sit out and sell drugs. And I was out there and I wasn't good at it. Like, you know, the the, the addicts would take advantage of, you know, my, yeah, me not being as sharp a dealer as I could have been. So anyway, one day I'm sitting out there and, um, you know, like my uncle comes and just, snatches me up from out on the on the street and he says, Yo, you're uh you're you're getting on a plane, you know. I know you've never been on a plane before, but you get on a plane, you're moving to Detroit. Like we've already discussed it, like with your mother, with your grandmother, you're moving with your uncle who you've never met. He and I had studio time booked that night. Like I I plan to cut summer school, go <laughs> yeah. sell drugs, you know what I'm saying, and then go to the studio. And you know, he's calling like, yo, where where are you? I'm at the studio and my grandmother's like, yo, he he moved to Detroit. So, you know, that was kind of, like, that was a lifesaver for me. But, you know, I was kind of extracted, literally, from that element. And, um, you know, even though I came back to the city of Philadelphia, I was I, I never came back to that neighborhood, so to speak. And, you know, that's, you know, it, it was a lifesaver for me. BZ430 in the building. Uh, now, B, I got to get your take on this, man. We could about this album and talking about how incredible the roots are. Give me your top three projects from the roots, man. Top three, um, definitely is this one at one. Mm-hmm. Um, number two might be, ooh man, I love I love Undone, man. I I, I really love that album. Very slow, uh, ooh, I might have to go. Okay, ah, uh, they'll have like. I think Undone would be three. I'm trying to think what's two. How I Got Over is dope as hell, too. Mm-hmm. Um, things Fall Apart, dope as hell. Oh, man. I might have to go. 
might have to go it would have have like things fall apart and like damn tie for three might be like undone and how i got over it. ah man I, I love how i got over too that was definitely like a damn near just pushing just play just push play type of album man so I, yeah it'll do half life things fall apart mm-hmm. um and i guess undone and yeah un, i guess i go undone i guess okay I go undone. okay Damn. how yeah, i got it, over that. <laughs> <laughs> hey it's, it's not as easy as you think especially if you're breaking it down in just the three or five right because um, they got so many dope albums man yeah man you go from organics to organics, I'm sorry. Organics yeah. to do you want more? Illadelf Half Life. Don't forget about game yes, theory. Yes, yes. Things oh, fall apart. Man. Phrenology, the tipping point. Yep. Game theory, rising down. How I got over undone, and then uh, and you and then you shoot, shoot your cousin. Your cousin. Um, yeah, man. Dang. So it, it's it's a lot to choose from. If I had to do three, I probably say three would be. <sighs> damn, things fall apart for me. Um. Two would probably be how I got over. Um, love that album. Um, and then number one, obviously, Philadelphia Life. <laughs> I'll be like that ain't even close. Um, yeah, man, that's that's and, and and that's tough because I love all of these albums. And Me too. I, I know like some people, like I have friends that were you know talk about they were a little disappointed in Tipping Point and Game Theory, but I think you know for me I love them for different reasons, and I think each of them have their own quality. And I don't really know that you can necessarily compare each album because the roots, a lot of what they their sound and what they what they're talking about had to do with what they were going through at that particular time. So, um, so I don't necessarily <laughs> look at it that way. Um, now you mentioned Black Thought, man, incredible MC as a lyricist. Uh, where would you rank Black Thought? Would you rank him like in your top five, top ten, top twenty, top thirty, top hundred? <laughs> he's he's definitely top five. Um, now, when you start getting into where in top five, that's where it gets kind of tricky. Okay, okay. But he's he's definitely top five. Like it's no, no matter when or when when or where I'm listing MCs, Black Thought is gonna definitely is he's always in that top five, man. You know what I'm saying? I used the mic to slap you in the face and erase the face. <laughs> Disgrace your date, put your title to waste. Like, yeah, man, like that. Black Thought is amazing, man. Like, it still, it still trips me out that this dude actually follows me on Twitter. Like, this is like my favorite MC. Wow, he can follows me on Twitter, man. So, yeah, man. Shout out to Black Thought, man. Thanks I for following. You know, I need to holler him, let him follow me. I'm, I follow, and I, I don't follow a lot of celebs or whatever athletes oh, on Twitter. Please believe. I'm going to mention him in this podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, you got to. When you got it goes to. out, oh, he's definitely... You got he's, to. Maybe he'll he, listen. He's going to get the ad mention, and I'm going to make sure he listens to this, dude. Yes, sir. This, yes, sir. Yeah, man. Shout out to he, Black Thought, He doesn't man. know how much I appreciate him as an MC and just as an artist overall, man. Like I, You know what? I, one of the things I love about him as an MC, man, just watching his growth, and yep. he's, a, he's, you know, he's, he's somebody who's always stayed relevant, and Without he, without compromising, yeah, without compromising what he's doing, and you know one of the things that I love about Black Thought is that like he doesn't. I think he's one of he, he's one of those musicians and people that do it for. The, I mean, obviously he's getting paid to do it, but he I think he he genuinely loves telling stories and rhyming and showing how nice he is, and he doesn't necessarily have to stand in the street and beat his chest and say I'm nice. He right. has the respect of his peers, and I think to at least the way that it appears to me. 
because he has the respect of his peers and fans in hip hop, it don't matter if he don't win a Grammy. It don't matter if the albums don't oh. go platinum. It, it, you know, and I mean, really, I didn't know how talented he was until they got the gig on, you know, on Jimmy Kimmel. Um, not, I'm sorry, not Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Kimmel, Jimmy, Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. I mean, like that you if you watch the roots on a nightly basis man like they are they're not just a house band i mean like he does so much on that show and, and i and i gotta thank you know jimmy fallon for really really putting these cats on because you know nobody else would have put the put them on like that and, and there's a segment of the population that knows the roots from that and don't know how dope they are as a group but if you're listening to this podcast and you know you know the roots from you know late night <laughs> hey get up on these albums particularly this one <laughs> Philadelphia half life um black thought man where do I put him in my top he he is and he's consistent man yep. very he, he's gotta go you know I don't I if somebody said they put him in the top 10 I, I can't argue he would probably if they said they put him in top five I really couldn't argue that I would probably put him in my top 10. I mean, like, he's right there. And he's always consistent with the rhyme. So, yeah, man. He, he's lyrically, I mean, and and you know what? To be honest, he's still scratching the surface. I, the one thing I want from Black Thought, I don't know if we'll ever get. Uh, and it's just me being a selfish fan. I want a solo album. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people. I mean, yeah, people... People want solo albums from him. People want solo albums from Andre 3000. Like, people want solo albums, like, solo, I'm rapping, rapping, uh, solo albums from, from, uh, I mean, Black Thought has been pretty much the, the forefront man in all of the Roots albums. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, at one point, it, it feels like it's just Black Thought, and, you know, it's like the Roots is just the band and then him. He's always, like, the leading MC. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, they might have a sprinkle of some features here and there, but Black Thought is always been the lead MC for for all the Roots albums so it's, it's almost I feel like if he was to do a solo album I would like for it to be he would work with like producers like a, you know get like Mad Lib work mm-hmm. with a Mad Lib you know work, work work with some you know work with Q-Tip you know like work with some good Jay Dilla some good yeah like I'm pretty sure he, I'm pretty sure he can use some Jay Dilla beats in the stash you know Jay Dilla beats you know what I'm saying so yeah I, I would like to see him kind of stir away from the band if he was to do a solo album and work with like some dope dope producers that that i've been a huge fan of like i said we just named them like you know mad live you know dilla um q-tip I mean, i'm sure i can name some other some other ones as well um knowledge i would love to see knowledge mm-hmm. like i'd love yeah, to give him over primo beat yeah primo you know what i'm saying because he i mean he rock with primo over with the royce by nine on the prime joint yes that's what yes, i'm saying if, yes. if, if, if black thought was to do a solo album i would like for him to work with the uh, Pete Rock, like I would like to work with him, the real respect producers that we've already known and love. You know what I'm saying? That's if he ever do one. But I mean, if he doesn't, I'm still happy with what he, what he, what he did in the hip hop culture, you know, and what he's still doing in the hip hop culture. You know what I'm saying? So even if he doesn't rap it, make a solo album, I, I think I'm still good with that. Yeah, same here. I, I would. I, I think I wanted more or less for selfish reasons. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, in fact, I know I wanted for selfish reasons. And I know at one point in time when How I Got Over dropped, uh, there was some talk about, you know, he had the Jam Boy movement or whatever like that. There was some talk about it. Uh, I don't know whatever came up, came about it. But, um, you know, there was there's always been rumors and, and, and things coming out saying, OK, what well, album's going to come out and it's going to happen. And I know that he you know records a lot. So 
I'm pretty sure there's music there to put together, but you know, he I understand too the artistic part of it. He may be in a space where, you know, he he has to feel it. And I think one thing I learned from the roots and, and Black Thought in particular, like they're not just gonna put an album out just to say, Hey, we put an album out or say, Hey, I just just because there's a, a method to the madness. So out of respect for that and respect to him as an MC and an artist, no, I, I, I'm I'm good if he doesn't do it. I would love for it to happen, but if he doesn't do it, I'm okay because we got this. We got all of these uh, classics here. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I think about that. So I tell you what, let's take another quick commercial break. We've been talking about, as I mentioned earlier, we've been talking about the albums from 1996. So we're gonna get the certified top five albums from B not from me because my podcast is coming soon <laughs> the certified top five albums from 1996 from my man B uh, before we uh, get you guys out of here so hang on for a second we're going to take a quick commercial break we'll be back with the top five be back in a second I'll do a slow beat oh, even better a slow beat there we go there we go See, I was going to put one of our generic tracks but that's even better okay ready yeah you got it Wait, don't put no music on. Yeah, don't put a. I heard my snare drum. Like, <laughs> like oh. Uh huh. Uh. Uh. Bad man from the Badlands. Bought that thing with my advance. Gave this hater one last chance. Before I had to put him in an avalanche. Look, he earned this light him away. Number one public enemy. I don't get ready, I'm ready anyway. And I check her posts out every day. MCs on Timothy. Live a life, I'll imitate. Y'all been a fake? All that junk dead like buys in the lake. I ain't gonna let the boys do the men job. And if I do a thing, I'ma get mine. And he probably gonna hang from a thin wire. Gunfire get dumped, this is by ride. Cause the riding man bleed on the inside. And they all caffeine on the inside. That's it, man. Shut up! Wait, cool. I was getting nervous. You speed rapping. I thought he was gonna stretch out the words. Right, right, right. The most Huffington Post. Right, right, right. Like, like, went twice as fast. Everybody, we ain't got nothing else. Huffpo's live. The roots. No one got hurt. Like no one got hurt. No, everyone. I made anything. sure everyone was chill. We good. Everyone in. Everyone safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. We finished the show. Everyone had a great time. Welcome back once again. 12 Kyle Podcast. Got my man BZ430 in the building. We're talking about the roots. 20 years later, Illadelph Half-Life, man. Just kicking and politicking, dropping science on you knuckleheads. Um, so here we go. As I mentioned, previous segment, we have been talking about on that cast some of the, the great albums that because 1996, let's be real, was an incredible year for hip hop. Uh, just to give you I give you guys an idea of some of the albums, not all, but just some of the albums that dropped in 1996. Tupac dropped All Eyes on Me, Reasonable Doubt from Jay-Z. It was written by Nas. The Fugees dropped a score. 2000 post- I mean, excuse me, Tupac posthumously released uh, uh, Machiavelli, the Don Columinati Theory. Of course, the aforementioned Roots Half-Life, uh, Illadelph Half-Life by the Roots, I'm sorry. Uh, Muddy Waters by my man Redman. Uh, Peace Rhymes and Life by a Tribe Called Quest. Uh, cool Keith with Dr. Octagon. Um, the list goes on and on. UGK, Riding Dirty, Buster Rhymes, The Coming, Mob Deep, Hell on Earth. Uh, AT Aliens by Outkast, Bahamadia Release Collage. Uh, Raskass, Soul on Ice. Yeah, Raskass, Soul on Ice. De La Soul, Stakes is High, Lil' Kim dropped Hardcore. Foxy Brown dropped the Il Nana. 
Uh, I mean, <laughs> the list goes on and on and on. So that being said, we got to get my man B here. We got to get his certified top five albums from 1996. Now, again, I won't give mine because there's a podcast coming soon. It probably actually won't drop until the end of the year um, where I'm going to give you the certified top five uh, <laughs> albums from 1996. I'm going to give you a little hint. This album is going to be on it. <laughs> I can go ahead and tell you that right now. Illadelph Half-Life is in my top five. So, B, what about you? Uh, top five albums from 1996. I'm gonna feel bad leaving some of some a couple of these out, man. Um, but I guess I go for five and then I go all the way up to one. But, okay. Um, five would be um, Nas. It was written. Uh, number four would be the highly, highly slept on album. No one talked about this album. This album was so fucking dope. Um, Health of Skelter, Nocturna. Yes. Uh, Nocturna. Um, you know, R.P. Sean P. You know, yes. that's man. That album was so freaking dope man um yeah so that's number four uh number three i have to go muddy waters red man oh you know what i gotta redo this i gotta okay, hold on I got, no, okay i'm about to i got you i got you number i'm gonna have to leave my boy Nas out on this one okay so number five i got at aliens okay i mean i got helter skelter at number five with nocturnal mm-hmm. number four i got at aliens mm-hmm Number three, I got uh, Red Man, Muddy Waters. Number two, I got Jay Z, Reasonable Doubt, and number one, I got The Roots, Illadelph Half Life. Hey man, that's solid. <laughs> yep. You, got, you yeah. can't argue with any of those albums on there, man. Nocturnal is so freaking slept. Like no, they don't never bring that mention that album when you talk top albums. But, that you know that came out 20 years ago that helped the skelter joint was so dope man it oh, was that- it was and you know i think people i think by and large man like that album and i don't know why i don't know i i can't remember if it was necessarily because it was you know, um, you know not really marketed the way that it probably should have been but um yeah man that album was slept on we used to bang and, that all the time in the door ooh, i mean from the intro all the way to the end so yeah i gotta i gotta put that one in there uh, the reason why i slid out knives because don't get me wrong. Like I said, I feel I feel bad for leaving out Nas. I feel bad for leaving out Razzcast. You know, I feel I, I mean it's a lot. Of, I feel bad for leaving out the coming. Like it's a lot of albums that came out. You know that I feel bad just leaving out of here. Ghostface, I feel bad leaving yep, Ghostface. Yes, Iron yes, Man yes, out. Iron Man. Yeah. And if you listen to Nas' album, you know you, you know you wouldn't hear live nigga rap on the radio. Same mm-hmm. thing. You wouldn't hear Biggie give me the loop on the radio. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I just think Nas went with that formula. Then he, you know, came up with the whole Escobar little facade and stuff. I like, I feel like he just kind of went, even though he killed it on It Was Written, he he did that, he did that commercially well. But I just feel like he he left from what made him popping. But then again, hell, I guess sales wise, Illmatic wasn't selling like it like it should have been. So maybe they just went back to the drawing board. But that's the only knock on on It Was Written. It's like he kind of went with the whole another format that wasn't his. So right. Listen. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough with that five. I, even Bob D. Hell on earth, I feel bad leaving. Oh yes, yes. I yes. feel bad leaving UGK riding dirty out. Like it's 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 a lot of albums. I feel bad leaving out. But that, if that was my that would be my top. Those my be my top. So five. yeah. So your your so just one more time for the people, man. Give us your top five uh, from nineteen ninety six. Helter Skelter five, AT Aliens at four, Red Man Muddy Waters at three. Jay Z, Reasonable Doubt at two, and Little Half Life as my favorite album of '96. 
cool. So we, we that's that's that. Um, man, before we get out of here, man, B, tell people where they can find you, where they can hit you up, uh, and uh, and politic with you. Uh, yeah, uh, Twitter uh, at bz430, uh, b-e-e-z-y-430, and that's pretty much across the board everywhere. Um, Instagram, uh, facebook.com forward slash bz430. Um, find me on Dead and Hip Hop. Find me on my YouTube channel, bz430. <laughs> All across <laughs> the board, man. Everything, everything bz430 across the board. So, yeah, find me, ch- chop it up, talk to talk, talk to me about these. 96 out these uh 1996 hip-hop albums man yeah definitely and, and if you if you have any questions you know you can always find them dead hiphop.com um man like i said it, it was incredible incredible album we just had to sit down to do a podcast uh and talk about Philadelphia half-life man one of the best albums in 1996 if for some reason you have not listened to it and I don't know how you could have at this point. <laughs> you need to get that album, listen to it, digest it, and just you know, just chill with it, man. It's an incredible album, an incredible album from an incredible group, man. Um, and not and not just not just one of the greatest albums '96, but just one of the greatest albums in hip hop. Period. Like yes. it's a stable. Yes. It's, it's a stable hip hop album that you can listen to, man. It's it's it's, 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 it's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal album. No doubt, no doubt. So that's going to do it for us, man, for my man BZ430. Of course, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. We'll catch you guys next time. Holler at you next time. 5,000.